The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. One of the basic rules, uh, well, I, I don't know, but I think there is a basic rule in terms of, of uh, putting a panel together for a radio programme is that wherever possible you separate them for fear that they will talk through everything in advance and have nothing left. <laughs> and when Kevin Doyle and Mairead Ronan walked in, they basically both went, we've just been chatting for the last half hour. So I think all of the good stuff may be outside it's the door. It's in the room, the other room. <laughs> it got Mara- <laughs> Damn it, that was the stuff we needed. Uh, Mairead Ronan, of course, uh, broadcaster, TV presenter, formerly of Nearby in this parish. Now, the role one family yes we media. are all the one family and Kevin Doyle group head of news at Media House can we start with the Late Late Show because we're going to be talking uh, in a while to Pat about what it is like to actually get that mm. gig why is it do you think Kevin that so few people seem to want that gig well I had to think about this myself Anton because if you, Claire has ruled herself out because family and she mm-hmm. has a young family and that's very legitimate um, Sarah McInerney has ruled herself out because there's an election coming and that's legitimate uh, Miriam ruled herself out because she loves prime time too much and that's legitimate hang, hang, and, hang, hang, hang on hang on hang on hang on she ruled herself out because if she had the largest TV vehicle in the country with the scope to do the most impactful interviews there she wouldn't be able to deal with an election well, these are what people are saying, Anton. Okay. And I thought about it. I put it okay. like, you know, I thought about why wouldn't I like to present the Late Late Show? And I concluded that it's because I like Friday Pints. Mm. And basically, there is this thing now that it's becoming the job that nobody wants. And I have a theory for why that is, which is the marketplace. There is no way that you are going to ever increase the Late Late Show's uh, viewership again. So... If you're a big name in RT or broadcasting, you you face an inevitable decline. And with that inevitable decline comes people like us sitting in a studio going, why are, you, why are they losing viewers? The late, late wasn't like this hat. in Pat's day. It wasn't like this in Pat's day. But do you know what? It's, it's a bit like newspapers. It's a bit like a lot of things that were fantastic in the 80s and the 90s and even a bit of the noughties. The world has changed and sadly people don't sit down for appointment television in the way they did. It is still though, Mairead, the mm-hmm. pinnacle of Irish broadcasting. It is the number one show no matter how you slice it. Is it though? Um, I think the toy show is exactly what you've said there. But I don't think the late late show is that anymore. Um, you mentioned I used to host Ireland's Fittest Family. I think twice last year Ireland's Fittest Family had higher figures than the Late Late Show. Uh, so exactly what and Kevin said there. the figures are significantly down on what they were. I mean the Late Late used to do seven, eight hundred as a regular thing. Yes. Now it does 400 as a regular thing. Exactly. Which is still phenomenal when you consider all the streaming services and everything else and people going out for Friday Night Pints. But it doesn't break stories anymore and it used to yeah. break stories. It's not that anymore. It is a chat show now. That's what it is. There's also a chat show on Saturday nights. You know, Angela Scanlon done, you know, multiple series. But it's also up against Graham Norton now, which it wasn't really. When I grew up, you had nothing. There was you nothing had, else. You had RTE. Now I can flick through 50 channels of a Friday night till I find something and if I find nothing there I'll go to Netflix so it's it's a real challenge and Ryan Tuberty has probably done quite well to hold it together I think um, he's done extremely well and he has definitely made the toy show such a huge appointment to watch mm. show every single year but you're right it's anybody who gets it now it's, it's a big risk it now, is can I be a bit cynical because I was doing the maths on this earlier on, right? So I was trying to figure out what could be contributing factors to people not wanting to do it. So Tuberty did it for €450,000, but that was both the Late Late Show and, and the, radio the radio show. show. Now, given that RTE pays for, uh, like Claire Byrne is getting about three hundred grand for doing the radio show alone. Mm-hmm. So let's say that leaves maybe two fifty 
yeah. for the late late. So the salary of the late late is now two hundred and fifty thousand euros. Yes. Back when Pat was doing it, if you factor in inflation, it was one point three million. Oh, mm. wow. Do you think that is is influencing people's choices? I don't think so. I know some of the people who have ruled themselves. 1.3 million. You think <laughs> yeah. if it was 1.3 million, more people wouldn't go, well, you know what, well, I'm you, willing to you, sacrifice you, pints. You, when you have Pat on later, ask him, did he feel he was paid 1.3 million to do it and see what he says to you? Because I think he might hang up on you. I have an idea. I, and I think RTE should just roll with this, okay? Okay. It's like when you take on any new job. There's a bit of a, you know, six month contract, maybe or a couple of months to see how good you are. So let's give three people three months. Probation. So, exactly. Somebody takes it over from the first tranche, whatever, September to Christmas. Somebody takes it on from Christmas to Easter. You know, they've got a couple of specials in there. They'd have the Valentine's special to somebody would have the toy show. Somebody would have the Valentine's special. And then after Easter, somebody would have the country music special. And may the best man or woman See, get they it did about the year. two losers, Maraid, though. They're ruined. They're there's also other stuff for them to do. I think, and uh, I, this is a question I may ask Pat, I think that was how Pat got Kenny live. I think when Gabo moved from Saturday to Friday night, they needed something for the Saturday slot. And I, I think they did exactly that. They did a round robin of people and they saw who worked. This is the first time actually that the show has been available where there isn't an obvious successor. Because when yeah. Pat was there, Ryan was, was the obvious, evidently yeah. the successor. When yeah. Gay was there, Pat was evidently mm-hmm. the successor. Difficult position for RTE to be in currently. Well, it's not. There, there was an obvious person. It was Claire Byrne. That's who I thought was the obvious successor. But she doesn't want it. So it's the first time that the person who was the obvious person said, mm, no, thanks. So who are you betting on? Who am I betting on? I, it's going to be either point, Brendan. Uh, I would go Brendan O'Connor. Patrick Keelty yeah. no, or. Brendan. Got to be Brendan. Think? Salary's already half paid by RTE. That helps a lot. Okay. Do you know, you're, you're, you're rounding He's up. He's had a chat show. RTE like, don't like to stray too he far. He rated RTE well. RTE cancelled his chat show though. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, that water under the bridge, exactly. <laughs> they now have a chance that no one wants to regenerate. I mean, needs must. I think my idea is far better. Three people, three months. And it also gives the host a chance to go, oh gosh, I do not want this job. Or yes, I would really like this job. Text saying, it's like the ending of the free plastic bags in the shops. We thought life would come to a shuddering stop. <laughs> but guess what? It didn't. The Late Late Show has had its day. Shut it down and give the prime time slot over to something new. Not a snowball no, chance. Are already going to look at the big revenue vehicle no. that is the Late Late and say, no, put thing. out murder, she wrote. Uh, it, is de- it is declining because it's a natural decline. But nothing would beat it in that slot either necessarily. No, so. You know, if you, it's easy to say it's broken, throw it away. But if you don't have something better. So in, in, in one of the world's great shifts in terms of whiplash moves of topic from the Late Late Show to the, the descent of mankind into the hands of artificial intelligence, we are being told today that there is a global fear of uh, artificial intelligence. Your paper, Kevin, the Irish Independent, is reporting that those who were once in charge of creating AI are more or less telling us we're heading for Terminator. The machines are going to take over. Yeah, this is the Jeffrey Hinton, who is one of the top guys in Google, has apparently been unable to sleep for months and has now quit the job because he has created a monster. He believed that and those working with him that what they were working on in terms of AI was kind of a decades long project that somewhere in 40 or 50 years, the robots would be as intelligent as the humans. And now we're probably months, not even years away from it because it has advanced so, so fast. Um, And it, do you know what? 
it's kind of terrifying because it the suggestion at least from these guys and the professors and the experts who study this more closely is that this is kind of the nuclear bomb of our time that once you create artificial intelligence that can adapt that can understand and that can grow in intelligence naturally so without us having to program it into the next phase of learning uh, that it can overtake the humans um, to the point where they, they you know oh you could create something to clean the sea but what if it sucks all the air out of the atmosphere for the laugh <laughs> Oh, and it's not Braid <laughs> <laughs> likes to see the lighter side of these things. There is an issue in that though, because when you get to that last bit of and then it kills all the humans, everything's mm. ag away, it's never gonna happen. But if you look at what happened with social media, a similar thing, yeah. legislation and the authorities' capacity to restrain it lagged so sufficiently behind that we got Brexit and we got Donald Trump in large part yeah. because of the capacity of people to use social media for nefarious reasons. The same is true with AI as you I was reading a thing during the week by ChatGPT, people training it to give them the recipe for napalm. Yeah. That's not good. No, and it's, I mean, we see it already in America and it will come here, the, the deep fake videos. And mm. it is all, it is impossible. I was going to say almost impossible. It's actually impossible. If if I showed you two videos and said Donald Trump created one of them and a computer created one of them and it's Joe Biden doing whatever. The splits. Um, it's impossible you, you might believe it. to tell the difference. Yeah. It really, really is. So it is terrifying. And those of us who work in media, it's particularly terrifying because it, as you say about social media, it's been so hard to counteract the falsehoods and the fake news on social media if you have it to the point where it was always you need to see it to believe it but you can see, see these it. videos you can see these um, outputs from, from different And they AI. are so good I mean that's the other thing there's a sort of a sense of people think it's like Photoshop well you'll see the blurry edges in a lot of them you don't they are almost I mean the Tom the Tom Cruise deep fakes is case in point Yeah and, and the Pope I fully believed that he was just stylish and snuggly in that jacket I really believed that that photo of the Pope this was the Pope in a white puffer. Yeah, I believe I. I'm ashamed to say, but I believed it because I th- it looked so good, so real, and I did think he was snuggly and stylish. I, that's what I thought it. But it and similarly, the Donald Trump arrest pictures, where he was seen to be struggling with police on Fifth Avenue. Mm. O- other than the fact that you say no, that is so ridiculous, it can't be. You mm. say that, but a lot of people won't say that. A lot of people will say, "Actually, I saw the video." Yeah. And this is, I read a stat recently that said that 16% of, now this is a genuine um, uh, piece of data, 16% of the American people believe that the January 6th insurrection was either a false flag uh, action taken by the CIA or it was Antifa pretending to be Trump supporters. Now, if you have 16% of the American population Mm. that gullible for stuff that's just coming out of Fox News, what happens when AI gets hold of them? No, and I mean, it's... It is a to- it's kind of a toddler phase now, so yes. it's just about up and walking. But like any, pa- any parent knows that toddlers <laughs> move very quickly to teenagers, and that's when the trouble starts. That's when they start telling you you're not funny. <laughs> Watching you on the lift is taking you down a peg or two. There is something, Marie, that I need you to explain to me because okay, go on. Y- you have uh, produced the Ian Dempsey show. You yes. have been around music radio. You were on the uh, uh, producer of the Ray Darcy show. You had your own program, so you know music. You didn't lick it off the rocks. Yeah. What is the story with Bruce Springsteen? Why is it like God has decided to play the RDS? I have no idea. I've I've seen Bruce Springsteen once. I really enjoyed the gig. I didn't know lots of songs. I know all the hits. But I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You can say the same thing, though, about Garth Brooks. Bruce Springsteen is just like a cooler Garth Brooks in Ireland. Yeah. Everybody loves him. When he comes here, he will sell out in a second. And yeah, they just adore him. Adore him. But the level of newspaper coverage, here is Bruce Springsteen pouring a pint. Here's Bruce Springsteen, yeah, holding hands. You read every word of it, Anton. Yeah, but you did. You, you. (laughs) I forgot you. That's actually your coverage, Kevin. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I 
he's he's extremely handsome. He's extremely cool. He's what seventy three. I, yeah. I I think um, he still looks good in jeans. You've got all of that, so, and he's just. I do think it's becoming a little sycophantic though. Like I, I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan. I'm going on Tuesday night. That'd be my fourth. <laughs> I've seen him in the RDS, Nolan Park, and Philadelphia. Uh, believe it or not. And yet I'm becoming uncomfortable with this like over the, there's, a, there's a man of a certain age in Ireland who is just so obsessed with, with Bruce boss. Springsteen like that it puts those do you remember the girls crying on TV when Take That split up? Yeah. <gasps> these men <laughs> Devastated. These men make them look like totally sane. There, mm. there is a man in probably from 50 to 60 in particular and they are just obsessed and I'm actually becoming uncomfortable because I feel like even though I like Bruce Springsteen I'm not a big enough fan yeah. Well, if you do want to see Bruce Springsteen, but your time to see him. If yeah. you do want to see Bruce Springsteen coverage, Kevin Doyle's paper on the front page: <laughs> Lucky Town, Springsteen wows Irish. <laughs> Good save, Anton. Good save. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for coming in. That is Kevin Doyle, who is group head of news at uh, Media House. Which, of course, how do you pronounce media? Is it hoosh house? house? What do you go with? Well, on Talbot Street, we say Media House. Grant, who's uh, group head of news at Media House, which of course encompasses the Irish Independent, uh, which has uh, lovely pictures of Bruce. If you do want to see him and. Mairead Ronan um, I gave almost her entire CV there a second ago so I won't redo it Uh, guys thank you both very much for coming in The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk